Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. A trio of standout performances highlighted the Al Manual Invitational in Missoula last weekend, getting collegiate outdoor track and field kicked off around the Treasure State. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. At Dornblazer Field in Missoula, Grizz sophomore javelin thrower Evan Todd popped the throw of his life. He hucked the jab 229 feet 2 inches, breaking his personal best by more than 10 feet. Kalispell Natives throw ranks first in the Big Sky Conference and fifth in the NCAA West Regional. The mark would have won last year's Big Sky Outdoor Championship, and he was just 3 feet from Jensen Lilquist's Montana program record. Last season, Todd finished fourth in the Big Sky, qualified for the NCAA Regionals during his rookie outdoor season with the Grizz. Todd earned Big Sky Conference Men's Field Athlete of the Week on Monday for his performance. The Men's and Women's Track Athletes of the Week from the Big Sky went to a pair of Montana State standouts for their excellent afternoons at the Al Manuel in Missoula as well. Elena Carter, a junior sprinter and hurdler, ran 13.66 seconds in the 100-meter hurdles, second fastest time at MSU ever. She also ran a personal best in the 200, ran a leg on the winning 4x100 meter relay team and long jump a personal best 19 feet 6.25 inches schneider took home first place in the 200 and 400 meters respectively running times of 21.31 seconds and 46.63 seconds earned the weekly big sky award for the second time in his career this espn missoula sports center is brought to you by selway armory What up, Montana? Welcome back. Juan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, coming to you 
from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can march into savings with Northwest Motorsports Markdown Madness. But just one day left this month for special APRs. I'm sure they're going to have great deals for you coming into the summer as well. You can always check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Sean Rennie, SWX Montana Sports Director in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. If you want to listen or stream the show, you always can online, 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live. You can also always get a hold of us. Any questions, comments, concerns you might have, just text us or call us. We love the text line, 406-888-1029. You can also find us on YouTube as well. And if you missed anything in the first hour of the show, fun conversation. We talked about some of our favorite Montana sports moments. Also had a good conversation about Grizz Springball. Heard from Bobby Houck, Montana head football coach. And talked about my lingering question of why the Big Sky Conference tournament champions in men's basketball seem to be on the outside looking in when it comes to the NCAA tournament. You can find everything from today's first hour on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as Blackfoot Communications. Let's dive into a little all betting all the time. We did all football all the time for a really long time, but now we're just going to talk about stuff that's, well, actually, we're just going to frame it around Sports conversations, but uh, some of the most fun bets you can make through Sportsbet Montana on their kiosks or on the app are Major League Baseball future bets, and Sean loves doing that. So we're not necessarily going to analyze this through the lens of betting angles as much as just talk about the divisions, but I do think it's really fun to go you know, put a, a couple 3-4 team parlay down there, just who's going to win which division, maybe pick the AL and the NL West and the American League Central or something, and uh, you know, sprinkle a couple bucks on there. It gives you something to follow forever. You don't lose your. I mean, you put ten bucks on it, your ten dollar bet's good for you until October. So it gives you something to look forward to and root on. But we're going to talk AL and NL West here to get hour number two started. So Rain Man, what do you, you want to start with the American League or the National League? I know you're very partial to the NL West. We can go American League. Okay, I know we'll there's go, a lot of Mariners fans. We'll, we'll in probably this area. Get, we'll, we'll, we'll go American League first because I bet you we'll get through it a little quicker. Okay. Then we can have a little more time to breathe on the NL West. Which all I gotta say is screw the Dodgers. What a stupid offseason. I don't even <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I guess go for it. Get every good player you possibly can. I hope you never win the World Series and we can just make fun of you forever. And it's not just because Riley Corcoran loves the Dodgers. I just think that, that kind of stuff in sports is silly. So regardless, uh let's talk American League West. Um I had some broad questions for you yeah, written, written down, so this will just kind of be to, to help steer the discussion. So I guess first and foremost, there is a lot of Mariners fans in Western Montana. How long is it going to take for the Mariners to break everybody's hearts this year? They kind of strung it out until like August at least last year. Um, not happening this year. The, the so? M's are making the playoffs, baby. You got the M's in the playoffs. They are making the playoffs. Man, this yes. guy. Dude, they, uh, they're going to be really good, I think, for the next three to five years. They certainly have the potential. I think they're going to break through and make the playoffs this year. They have, I think, getting Robbie Ray to kind of be an ace obviously helps. You hope, I don't think he's, gonna, he's not going to have the season they did last year, like Cy Young-wise. He's going to have a little regression, but he's still going to be solid. I think Logan Gilbert is going to be able to take that next step as a young starting pitcher. Matt Brash... That's a name to know, okay? Okay. Came over from the Padres. He's going to be like their fifth starter. Okay. The guy's got ridiculous stuff. He's really good. But obviously, their young guys, Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kelnick, 
You hope that Kelnick kind of takes that next step. So that's their center fielder, right? Um, he's their right fielder. Right fielder. So he's their star prospect that they got in the um, the Cano trade. A couple years ago. From the Mets. And he came up last year, kind of struggled a little bit, got sent back down to the minors, came up late, and started looking a little bit better. What happened to the other outfielder, Kyle Lewis? Is he still around? Kyle Lewis has been banged up. He's hurt mm. right now. He... His was he, kind of um, it was kind early. of a, yeah it was kind of fugazi like yeah. he's a he's a swing and miss guy he's got he he's like he's athletic but I don't think he's going to be a he, part he of the remi- future he like reminded me of a Mike Cameron kind of yeah I mean he was fun and he it's kind of crazy that he won rookie of the year because um, he was really good the first part of that rookie yeah year, I don't I don't, cruised I don't see him being a part of the team I think it's mm, okay. they, they make the trade with the Reds so they bring in you know Winker and Suarez so mm-hmm. they're gonna have an outfield of Jesse Winker and left. Julio Rodriguez in center, most likely, and uh, and Kelnick in right. And that could, could potentially be a really good outfield. Julio Rodriguez is legit. Like, this guy can be, a, you know, a perennial all-star every year. Like, he's got size. He's got the, the bat skills, power, can run. They've already said that right now he's the best defensive player in center. And so that's why I think he's going to break camp with the team. Um, so it's just it's obviously a uh, just a really exciting time too because you have all these young guys that man if they can uh, you know turn the corner they could be really really good um, and then they got just like some a bunch of underrated guys as well and I just think the Mariners they're like their old teams underrated I'm looking at their roster right now I only know a couple of these guys even yeah but like like Ty France he's a guy that's gonna hit 300 with you know 20 home runs and you can he can play everywhere yeah like they have the the Mix and mass, uh, mix and match pieces in the infield. I think. Yep. And so, I, th- I think their bull- their bullpen has a chance to be really, really good. You have guys like Paul Seawald. You have Ken. They they signed Ken Giles, and he's coming back. He's been proven. Um, I think Andres Munoz. He's another uh, former Padre. The, the Padres and the Mariners made a lot of trades over the last couple of years. He can throw like 103 miles an hour. Um, he's really good. So I, I think they I think they have the pieces in place. Where if Kelnick and Rodriguez and some of their young guys um, can can show out, I, I think that they can make a run and make the playoffs. No, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, breaking down some American League West. It's presented by Sportsbet Montana. All right, so last year in the American League West, the Astros were the division champions, and no one, no other team from the division made the playoffs. The Mariners did win 90 games, and the A's won 86 games. So there was some relatively competitive teams in the division. Are Houston and Oakland the biggest challengers to Seattle for this division, then, you think? Oakland's going to finish last. Oakland, so. o- Have they just unloaded everybody? Yeah, Oakland's, gonna be, Oakland's terrible. Okay, They got rid of Chapman. They got rid of Matt Olson. They got rid of Chris Bassett. They're going to trade you know, Montas and Manaya. They're two other pitchers. Oakland is absolutely terrible. If you follow me on Twitter, at Sean Rainey, I said, I mean, they're... they're team win total was at like 78.5 before the season um, on Sportsbet, and I was like, dude... I'm telling you, they're starting to unload their team, take the under. It's now down to about 70 and a half. So it's dropped like eight wins. They're going to be awful. The Rangers spent a ton of money bringing in Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager. I still don't think they're going to be all that great, but they'll be a little bit better. The Angels are kind of the wild card of the division. They've been, you know, hit hard with injuries. If Trout and Anthony Rendon and Otani can stay healthy. How do you have those three guys that you're hardly ever a contender? Well, Trout didn't play like all of last year. He neither was did in Rendon. And for sure. Rendon yeah. and Trout were both injured. So if yeah. those guys can stay healthy, and if they the Angels kind of have an outfielder that's kind of like a 
Kelnick Rodriguez guy and Joe Adele. That is a super high prospect that has all the tools that if he can put it together, um, the Angels lineup could be very good. The question with them is always their pitching, but they signed Noah Syndergaard. Patrick Sandoval might have the single best pitch in all of Major League Baseball. He has a changeup that is I got a, a absolutely Patrick, nasty. I got a Patrick Sandoval uh, signed card over there. There you go. Um, and then they uh, their bullpen is actually pretty good, um, mm. which has been one of their weaknesses over the last few years. The Angels are kind of the wild card, um, but I, I think the Astros win the division. I think the Mariners and the Angels are battling out for a wild card and second place. And um, I, I think that's kind of going to be the outlook of of the AL West. I just the Astros are just a well oiled machine. Yeah. I, I just until somebody beats them, I'm going to pick them. Interesting. So it's not you're going Astros, not Mariners. Okay, but do you think the Mariners are going to be contenders? Though I do. I think they're going to be good. Okay. I think they're going to be around, you know, 85 wins and competing for the second wild card spot. Okay, very good. Two questions for you on this division before we move on to the National League West. What do you think are the what is the most interesting part of this division? Um, if, if Seattle is yeah. actually a contender, that is very interesting to me. They they were their contender last year. I mean, they they were in the playoff race uh, kind of down to the end. So, yeah, I think for me for uh, just as a baseball fan watching um this division, I think it's just you know, you want Trout to stay healthy. Yeah. Because I still think, you know, he's I think we're kind of forgetting um, how good Mike Trout is. Well, especially because like, Otani's emergence as, as a legitimate um, pitcher and hitter is, it, it's, I mean, it's the first of our lifetime that it's actually yeah. really been real. But I think people forget just how good Mike Trout is. And I think if the Angels can stay healthy, that, that'll be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think the story of of this division is can all of those uh, those young prospects for the Mariners push them over the top? Because yeah. they are... They are one of those budding teams that if if those two dudes hit, if yeah. Kelnick and, and Julio are all-star guys for six, seven years, like the Mariners are going to be one of the better teams in the American League for a while. And they have some young pitching coming up through the ranks as well that is just going to add to it. So, like, they have the potential to be one of the best teams in baseball over the next five years. How do they – how does that path go, you know? Yep. Because as a Padres fan – we were saying the same thing about the Padres. They struggled last year, yep. and th- we're talking about a couple organizations that haven't really proven they could do it. So yep. that's kind of my most interesting thing. Okay, and I, then I was going to ask you who are the three most interesting characters in this division, but I could already tell you that Otani and Mike Trout are two of them. <laughs> so who who is the other most interesting character in this division? Um, I think people are sleeping on Verlander coming yep. back from Tommy John. I think he, and he's just really, really old, but I think he can uh, – be Justin Verlander of old. You do, you do think so? Yeah. For the Houston um, Astros, for those that aren't paying attention. Yep, yep. Um, Once upon a time, World Series MVP. I mean, is Verlander a Hall of Famer? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, he's really, yeah. If you look at his what he's done in his entire career. He's a great, he's sort of a great uh, pioneer of what's going to be the new basis for Hall of Fame pitchers. Because, like, the days of guys winning 300 games, don't you think, are probably pretty close to over. Yeah, I mean, guys just aren't going to be pitching as much. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I mean, Justin Verlander's only ever even started 454 games. So, you know, his, his 226 wins, 200 is kind of like the new 300, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we used to want love guys with 300 wins, but it's, it's more like 200. And he also has over 3,000 strikeouts in less than 3,000 innings pitched. So, yeah, probably, the other, probably all of it. The other name to 
no in this division. I think Kyle Tucker for the Astros mm-hmm. could be in the MVP conversation Interesting. at the end of the year. Um, this guy's massive prospect pedigree kind of came on a little bit later than the Astros would have liked, but he kind of proved last year that he can kind of put it together and he's got, you know, all the tools to be really, really good. And I think he could be a, an MVP type. I also think um, maybe another kind of bold prediction is maybe Jordan Alvarez could lead the American League in home runs. This guy's got a ton of power. He's healthy now. And uh, I think he could have a, a big year too. Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, Breaking down the American League West. Now let's go National League West. You you can make a pretty good argument as the best division in baseball last year, not because it was the deepest division in baseball, but because it had two teams that won more than 105 games. The Giants had the best record in baseball with 107 wins. The Los Angeles Dodgers chased them all the way down to the wire with 106 wins. The Dodgers had a windfall offseason, but San Francisco, they defied odds all year a year ago, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be riding the confidence of that or not, but uh, just start with the, the broad outlook on this division. Well, the Dodgers on Sportsbet are minus 233 to win the division. Well, that's what happens so, when you get a murderer's row lineup. Yeah, I mean, their lineup is just, it's disgusting. It, it just, I don't know how pitchers are going to do it. For sure. I don't know how they're going to manage going through that lineup. I mean, it's just, it never ends. I mean, you're... You have you have an MVP, a, a former MVP hitting in the eight hole. Freddie Freeman's probably going to hit between sixth and eighth, depending on who's. Well, in the yeah, he'll probably right? he'll probably be hitting you know third or fourth. Oh, so so like, you're talking who? Cody Bellinger. Oh, is gonna right. be Cody Bellinger yeah. is going to probably be their eight hitter. Yeah, right. and then AJ Pollock is probably going to hit ninth, and he's been an all star for the for Diamondbacks. Sure. So, like, so who's who's hitting leadoff then? Probably Mookie Betts. Yeah, it'll probably you know Betts or Turner. So Betts or Turner one. Yeah, so two. you're going Betts, Turner, Freeman. Which Turner? Trey Turner. Yeah, and then Justin Turner later on. Justin Turner later Will, on. Will Smith down the is line. probably the second best hitting catcher in all of baseball. Right. Like it's just it it doesn't it, it doesn't. Muncie end. will be in there somewhere. Is he yeah, Munce, hit? yeah, Muncie will probably be fifth or sixth. Yeah. Um, and then they have they have depth. They have pitching. They have bullpen. Like they're just they're loaded. But it is kind of like you said. It is kind of like, hey. You form your all-star team, and if you don't win the World Series, we are going to make fun of you. I mean, the Miami Heat won three championships, and no, two cha- only two championships, right? And the LeBron James, Dwayne Wade era, and I say only, right? I just let it with exactly what everybody thinks of that squad. They not one, not two, not three. They're sitting there at their their announcement ceremony saying they're going to win seven. And then the spin of them forever has been well, how many championships they didn't win. The Dodgers have set themselves up for this. And and Dave Roberts, their manager, went on Dan Patrick's show this year and already said that they're winning the World Series. Man. So it's kind of interesting when you think about how loaded and how good the Dodgers have been over all of these years. And they have one World Series, and that was in the shortened season. Right. And it counts, but it, they have not won a full season championship yet with how dominant they have been over the last two couple decades. So so the number one storyline in this division is can the Dodgers live up to their lofty expectations with such a star-studded lineup, but how do the Giants then start to repeat their – or can they repeat their success from last year? Yeah, that's a that's going to be the interesting thing because they had so many old guys right. that had bounce-back or career years. For sure. in Well into their 30s, which you just do not see in baseball very often. 
All these guys, like Belt, Crawford, mm-hmm. Posey, all of these guys, just Longoria when he was healthy, all these guys just were raking all year long. And so can they can they sustain that? I don't know. Um, they're, they're third um, odds-wise in the division, which I don't know if they should be third. I think they should still be second. But, um, yeah, will the Giants uh, be as good? I don't think so. Um, how good will they be? That's the question. And then, to me, the Padres are just like a complete wild card. They could either be really good or they can – be kind of very disappointing of like they were last year. A lot of it's going to be based on health, and that hasn't got off to a great start with Tatis injured already. How long is he out for? Um, I think till mid-June. Jeez. Which is just, why, is he, why is this such a saga? He signs this huge contract, and then he's like just been so hit and miss. Why, what's up with the injuries? Is he like... Is this a well, curse? He, is so it bad well, luck? Is it injury? Well, he didn't, had, he, didn't he do this right, right his motorcycle? Yeah, he was riding a motorcycle. Well, this is what we're all assuming. He was riding a motorcycle in the Dominican Republic. Oh, my god! And he fell off of it, and he said he was fine. But I think when he fell off, you know, he put his hands down to catch himself, and he hurt his wrist. He, I think that they thought that it was – he thought it was just like a sprain. The Padres did not send a doctor down to check on him. So you wait all of these months when he could have just had the surgery then, and he'd be ready to go for the start of the year – they don't check on him. He then reports to camp, tries to start swinging a bat. Oh, it's it's hurting me again. We check it out. Oh, bam, we need surgery. You're out for at least you know six to eight weeks. Man, so it's just very it's very classic Padres. Very classic Padres. All right. So questions like I had for the National League or the American League, excuse me, West for the NL West. Uh, what are the what are the most interesting storylines in this division? Obviously, the Dodgers and their powerhouse lineup. Yeah, um, yeah, not not nothing from the Rockies or Diamondbacks, man. They're going to be uh, what? Bad. Why did the Rockies fall off so bad? Uh, they were uh, well, they were probably one of the worst run teams. And do they have new ownership since the the Rocktober run when they had like Matt Holiday and those guys? Um, I'm not sure if they they just dude they just don't make they made weird decisions. They the the they trade Arenado and they don't really get anything good back. You don't sign story, but then you give Chris Bryan a ton of money. Like, what are you doing? Like, if you're going to break it down, break it all the way down. Like, I don't understand. Right, right, why, right. why are you not? Well, the Chris Bryan signing was so weird. Yeah, and our, they, our good colleague, Jimmy and they paid him a lot of money, and he's not that great. He's not that great. Why anymore, wouldn't you just right. pay Arenado that money then? A guy who's the fan base is loyal to. They love him. He's a great two-way player. He's been with your organization. And so you kind of trade him for peanuts. You don't sign story. And then you bring in Chris Bryant, who's you're signing a guy who's older, who has, if you look, if you know, if you're into the analytics and the stat cast, he doesn't hit the ball very hard. It's just, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know what they're doing. I feel bad for their fan base. There's a, there's a lot of issues with baseball and I have major, I just, I wish we could get rid of all these cheap owners that just do not spend money. Like right. it is crazy that we have teams that are spending two hundred and fifty million on their I mean, team, and then guys, teams that are spending forty million. There's on their literally team. players in Major League Baseball that are making more money than teams. I know, and and That's so stupid. And, and players are calling it out. But the issue, how did they, how did this not get fixed in this most recent labor dispute? I mean, I think I think it's one of the single biggest flaws of baseball. It is, and I was, I think I was reading this one thing. It was like the the other owners. The owners as a collective group are okay with having some of those cheap owners in the league because of how it just sets everything up financially kind of for them. 
if everybody was spending money, it just wouldn't be the same dynamics. Um, I I just think it's it's terrible for the game. I feel really really bad for you know Reds fans, for A's fans. These these teams are like you get good players and then you get rid of all of them. Like that's how the Padres used to be. Adrian Gonzalez was one of my favorite players, homegrown guy. He's he's Mexican. You have the fan base right there. He's like the perfect fit. And you don't pay him and he leaves. And, of course, he goes, like, to the Dodgers and all these teams that afford all these good players. It's just uh, it makes it really hard to have all of these fan bases engaged, especially when you're competing with the NFL, which just has the most parity. And it's easier to kind of turn over and become good. When you you have all these owners that just don't care about being good – it it sucks. It sucks, and I feel really bad for a lot of these fan bases. It really it really is annoying. I, I'm yeah. I'm starting to worry. This like your is, team. Your this, oh, this has been the thing with the Cleveland Indians, not Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. That this has been the thing that's made me gravitate farther and farther away from following them. Is the Indians for for years had great players, and they would invest money, and the Indians would almost always sign like a pr- a prominent free agent. I mean, they signed Juan Gonzalez in free agency one year. I mean, Kenny Lofton. I mean, they've had some guys that were they're you know Matt Williams above average free agent signings, and they used to always spend spend the money to at least be sort of competitive. And since they lost that game seven to the Cubs, it's been full small market operation. And yeah, it's and just now, terrible. And now the whole conversation. Uh, within the franchise is, well, we're probably not going to be able to keep Jose Ramirez, so we're, we're right. going to get rid of him at some point, just like they got rid of Lindor at they some just point. got rid of Lindor. And, and they, so for I all mean, those all fans, it's like, how do, you, how do you get behind your team? How do you be like, oh, man, I'm going to love, I love Lindor, knowing that in a year or two, they're just going to have to trade him because they're not going to keep him. Corey it's just, Kluber, they did the same thing with him. It's, like. it's, it's terrible. And some of these teams can do it, like the Rays are somehow able to do this, and they're just... They're just smarter than everybody, so they're able to get away with it. Yeah, right. But overall, still, though, as a Rays fan, it would still be frustrating just knowing, okay, we get these young players, we're going to get them for four or five years, but then once we have to pay them, we're going to have to trade them for, you know, prospects and then just kind of, you know, reload, and you can't cheer for your favorite players, and they're not going to stay in your team. Like, that's just, it's not good for the sport. And it's it's just, it it sucks. And I think baseball is it real. They're really at a, 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 a juncture, a precipice of I totally lose agree. It being, they might lose a lot of fans if they do not well, handle this correctly. Well, they already have, and yeah. they, they could have like a windfall loss of fans. Yeah, though, exactly. Is, I mean, they they have declined in popularity certainly, but they're still a very very relevant sport. But they're they're. And I'm, not, I'm not saying they're that close to being fully irrelevant, but it's going that direction, and that's not the trajectory. Yeah, you it's want. not going the right direction. That's right. We know that it's not the trajectory you want. Yep. How about a league that is on a great trajectory? But it's a little bit more interesting this year because a lot of the perennial powers are not doing so hot. It's the NBA. I have broken down my top storylines in the NBA right now with the playoffs a couple weeks away. But I want to get Sean's take on it. We'll do that next. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
SportsBet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. A trio of standout performances highlighted the Al Manuel Invitational in Missoula last weekend, getting collegiate outdoor track and field kicked off around the Treasure State. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. At Dornblazer Field in Missoula, Grizz sophomore javelin thrower Evan Todd hopped the throw of his life. He hucked the jab 229 feet 2 inches, breaking his personal best by more than 10 feet. Kalispell Natives throw ranks first in the Big Sky Conference and fifth in the NCAA West Regional. Mark would have won last year's Big Sky Outdoor Championship, and he was just 3 feet from Jensen Lilquist's Montana program record. Last season, Todd finished fourth in the Big Sky, qualified for the NCAA Regionals during his rookie outdoor season with the Grizz. Todd earned Big Sky Conference Men's Field Athlete of the Week on Monday for his performance. The Men's and Women's Track Athletes of the Week from the Big Sky went to a pair of Montana State standouts for their excellent afternoons at the Al Manuel in Missoula as well. Elena Carter, a junior sprinter and hurdler, ran 13.66 seconds in the 100-meter hurdles, second fastest time at MSU ever. She also ran a personal best in the 200, ran a leg on the winning 4 by 100 meter relay team and long jump a personal best 19 feet 6.25 inches schneider took home first place in the 200 and 400 meters respectively running times of 21.31 seconds and 46.63 seconds earned the weekly big sky award for the second time in his career this espn missoula sports center is brought to you by selway armory What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for listening or maybe watching SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey, Sports Director of SWX Montana, in studio with me, Coulter Nuana's riding with you here on your Thursday. Tomorrow, I'll be in Bozeman, broadcasting to you from the Montana State Campus. I got to go figure out what's up with my exploded car. It's been in Butte for two and a half weeks plus, so, you know, such is life as me. <laughs> but uh, decided to make it a little work trip and... Uh, Go check out some Bobcat Spring Ball. Seen the Grizz live a couple times. I've not seen the Cats yet, so we'll have a report on that next week at some point. But we'll be coming to you from the uh, MSU tennis match against Northern Arizona, so that'll be fun. And uh, don't look now, but the men's tennis teams of both Montana and Montana State heating it up a little bit. Both of them undefeated makes that conference play. Very fun. Why do you think tennis doesn't get as much run? You guys got a fun tennis story coming out on SWX tonight, tonight right? Yeah, we do. Um, well... Zach Kaplan, my number two, and I, but mostly him, yeah, yeah. tried to return some serves um, from the Grizz players and uh, did not go over so well. It's always kind of funny when you get an athlete, unathletic uh, TV reporter trying to do sports. And so that is what you can watch. <laughs> Gotta love it. Why don't you think they get a little bit more pub, though? 
Is it um, just because of timing, or what, what do you think it is? Because I was talking about this with Jason Brown. Obviously, he's biased because he's the head coach of the men's tennis team. But he was on the show yesterday, uh, the University of Montana men's tennis team, that is. And Trey Morris, the Montana State coach, will join us tomorrow. Um, but when you're actually talking about where Big Sky Conference sports rank among their national peers, men's tennis is actually higher than a lot of – like. Men's tennis is better compared to their national competition than men's basketball. I know it's, I mean, obviously basketball is going to be a lot more. I mean, so this is a school with great tradition in basketball and all that. It's a a better spectator sport. I think, you know, I think it's like the setup. There's not, it's not the easiest sport to watch as far as like, there's not a lot of room. Um, I also think, you know, when you, when you just, when you think of Montana, I don't think tennis is one of the first sports that come to mind. You know, I don't know. I know Missoula is a pretty, you know, decent um, tennis scene, but I think it's just not one that has a, a ton of history and tradition necessarily in the state. So maybe that's, you know, probably just harder to get like the, the sure. random sports fan to yeah. go. Interesting. I don't yeah. know. I just think that like right now, both the Montana and Montana State tennis teams are in the top 65. The Grizz test team were the last Division One team in the country. They were undefeated. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think part of it's too, you see, I always think of part of it like that I find them so interesting because they have all these guys that are international guys. And so they have all these guys from Germany and Spain and Denmark and all these guys that are living in Montana. I think that's so interesting. But I think if they just had a bunch of Montana guys, people would probably go watch them more. I don't know. I don't know. People are funny. All right, let's talk some NBA. So I had my top five storylines in the NBA uh, earlier this week. And uh, we don't need to rehash them for a third time in in thorough, but I, I just, I'll just rip through them real quick, and then we can discuss whatever piques your interest. So my number five storyline in the NBA uh, as the stretch run of the regular season comes was how good the rookies have been. I think there's a lot of really good rookies in the league that have really stood out. Number four storyline in the league was LeBron about to win, LeBron James about to win any, his first scoring title in year 19, despite the fact that his team is terrible. <laughs> My number three storyline was the Minnesota Timberwolves are finally competitive and that Carl Anthony Towns is sort of coming of age and that uh, they might make the playoffs. They're probably going to make the playoffs. My number two storyline is that uh, for the first time in a long time, I think you could say there's more NBA championship contenders in the East than there is in the West. And then my number one storyline is that Giannis Antetokounmpo remains the best player in the world, and the Bucks, in my opinion, remain the best chance to win the NBA championship, yet they're not getting touted like that. I think that's just so NBA in a nutshell, because it just seems like, what's next? What's the next storyline? We can't... Really? You put the... You say the Bucks over the Suns. Uh, you're going to have a hard time having me bet against Giannis in a seven-game series until someone knocks him off. Hmm, I just fair. think the way he can attack the rim and how diverse he is defensively, it just makes them... And, and just the level he can take it to and sustain... For so long, I just don't really know how you. The Suns are you 62 and 14. No, the, the Suns are sick, man. I just worry though. Sometimes you see young teams that go try to win 65 games and then they kind of run out of gas because they don't really know. I would how to say that if they it. didn't have the year they had last year. That's though. true. They did. Yeah. They win. They won 50 something, maybe even 60 games last year as well. Yeah, and they made the finals. So I think this year they're just so good that they're just winning. Um, I, I think I saw a stat when I or listened to a stat on the Bill Simmons podcast that so teams that have. One as much as the Suns have. So the Suns are eight and a half games clear of number two seed in the West. So teams that have finished with their record and the way that they have played over the la- the, the last 17 teams to have done it, 12 have won the championship. Right. So it's more likely than not, based on history of records and standings and stats, that the Suns are going to win the NBA championship this year. 
say say one more time. So out of teams to have a winning percentage and win as many games as the Suns. Yeah. Because they're going to finish with like a 62 plus wins. Which is a you know pretty historical season. For sure. Out of the last 17 teams that have finished with a record similar to that. Well, I bet you there's only ever been 17 teams that have won 60 games in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, 12 of the 17 won the title. For sure. So how many of the ones that didn't have been in recent years, though? Because I do think that, like, we saw Atlanta win 60 games one year, I think, or get pretty close to it at least. The Rockets won 60 games one year, and they didn't even go to the finals. I don't think those teams were counted in it. I think it was mm. you had to win more than – it wasn't 60. It was, like, mm. it was, it was like the top 17. Yeah. Well, I, would just, I would just be so interested. Uh, 12 out of 17 is a good, a good percentage, but I would just be so interested how many of the teams of those five that didn't win it, how many of those teams – or recently, because I do think that it's been a, a more recent trend when teams sort of chase that number one seed and they get kind of overwhelmed by teams that maybe load manage a little bit better. Yeah, it's going to be um, I think it's going to play for an interesting playoffs. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an NBA expert at this point, because it's usually after the Big Sky Conference tournament and everything where I start paying attention to NBA a little bit more, which is, I think to me at least, is a guy who I used to watch a lot more NBA regular season than I do now. I think the way that all these stars sit now, and I think that the season is just seems to be very long, that a lot of these regular season games have a feel like they don't really matter as much. It's hard for me to get invested in the regular season of the NBA um, as much as I used to. So I really start paying attention kind of now, the last couple weeks of the regular season, into the playoffs, and I, I will still say I don't think that there are many things better than NBA playoffs. And my reasoning to that is, well, one, the way that basketball is set up that is better than the NFL, better than baseball, better than any other sport, is your stars cannot hide. Right. In, in baseball, you can go 0 for 4 for in the sure. World Series, for and for that's sure. like a normal thing, whatever. It happens. It's baseball. Yep. That's how it is. Yep. In, in football, you can be a star wide receiver and just they could be double teamed. You don't get the ball all that much, you know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. In basketball and in a seven-game series, yep. there is nowhere to go. That's right. It is all on you no matter what. That's right. And to me, just the storylines of a series and how long it lasts and For the sure. back and forth For and sure. the fact that it's so what, what do the stars do, especially yep. down the stretch, to me is just it makes for – the, the best drama within a series. I just, I love it. So uh, the, I think we both agree that the Suns are the definitive front runner in the Western Conference. Who is the biggest challenger to the Suns in the West? Because right now the Grizzlies are the two seed and they have the second best record in the NBA, but I do not think the Grizzlies are the best, the biggest uh, contender for the Suns to get to the finals. I don't know. They're pretty feisty. I like They're, they're feisty. They're, they're fun. And it's going to be fun watching John Morant in for the playoffs. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I have my two answers. I don't, you know, I'm not. I think it's Golden State and Denver. I don't think it's Denver. I think it's, I only think it's Denver because of exactly what you just said, though. Jokic has Nikolai Jokic has been in and out of the lineup, but if he's in and playing at a top level, he's I don't, one yeah, of the best I don't know if the surrounding cast is good enough in Denver. Yeah, um, I would, I you know, Golden State obviously, um, it, you know, has has the potential. I, I hear rumblings that. That Kawhi Leonard's going to be coming back for the playoffs. Wouldn't that be? be wouldn't that be interesting? We saw Paul George come back. Could, if they could crawl their way in and then they unleash a fresh Kawhi Leonard <laughs> and Paul George, that makes the Clippers a pretty good contender. Um, 
I don't. I don't. I don't think anybody other than the Suns comes out of the West. Okay. I think. I think you lock them in. Okay. I think the Bucks barring are, injury. I think the Bucks are the favorites in the East. Who do you think are the favorites in the East? Yeah, I would say I would give. I would give. Okay, so then the nod to the Bucks. If you're Milwaukee, then, and so we're, you're thinking you're going to have a Finals rematch, then is what you're thinking. I think so. Okay, and so then, but if you're the Bucks, I think the Bucks actually have a harder road to get there. Absolutely. Who is their biggest contender? I think. Well, the way the Celtics have been playing, I agree. Although it hurt, it sucks that their center went. You know, hurt, got hurt for sure, um, and he's but out the, for a little. I while. do think the Celtics are the toughest matchup for the for the Bucks. Yeah, and they've been just because they, they've they, been playing. I, I didn't realize how good they've been. They've been playing really good the last couple months. It was a stat like they were, they had, they had gotten a, a twenty point lead on a team. It was like eight times in a row, and it was like all yeah. in the first half. Yeah, like no, that is sure. unreal. Um, but yeah, the East being being better. At least having more contending teams at the top is is more exciting. Um, For sure. And then obviously like the storyline of just the Nets, um, you're gonna get you know Kate. Like I still wouldn't want to face oh, Kate, no, they're, KD they're, in a series. They're an outside title contender just because they haven't had Kyrie Irving for half the time this year. And yeah, KD's and I and I out. and I don't like the Nets. I cannot I don't stand either. Kyrie no, Irving. I, I I'm not I, a big Durant guy. So, but that. But that's part of the NBA. Part of what makes the NBA great is a lot of people don't like certain guys, and you can root against them. Like a lot of people don't like LeBron, so they go against LeBron. Right. You know, a lot of like I don't like Kyrie and KD really. I did, I don't like James Harden. So when they were all on the same team together, it was great. I could just For completely sure. root against them. Now, sure. uh, you know, I'll root against kind of the Seventy Sixers. I kind of like the Heat. The Heat are kind of fun. Um, you know, so I'll root for them. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting. And uh, like I said. It's just gonna like an NBA series is uh, it's just great. I just love the the storylines going back and forth, and I love seeing how how stars perform in in the pressure moments. Last question for you here on the NBA: Is this the worst Lakers team of our lifetime? <laughs> I just don't. LeBron is so smart, right? Why did he think that Russell Westbrook was going to work? I don't I, I understand. Think, I think he thought that Westbrook could like carry them in the meat of the season while he was chilling, and then Anthony Davis got hurt, and so then LeBron couldn't chill, and so then the, his whole plan got thwarted. I also, I just, I don't like Anthony Davis. I like him as a player, but he, the guy can't, he can't stay healthy. He just can't. He no. can't stay healthy. And it, well, neither can Fernando Tatis well, Jr. I know. It's it's, un, it's just it's <laughs> unfortunate because a I'm a LeBron shot. guy and yeah. he's playing so well, and yeah. I want to see him yep. in meaningful playoff series. Well, I think it's pretty interesting that LeBron's just given like a, a giant screw you to the whole rest of the league because LeBron could have just when he knew that they were just bad, he could have just shut it down and just said, you know, I got a growing thing, whatever. Instead, he's been tearing it up still and and making an announcement to the league like, hey, I'm still here. I can win the scoring title. I think that'll actually be good for their momentum going the offseason because I guarantee you they tear this thing down, right? Yeah. I mean, they're just they're they're too old and they can't shoot. I don't understand. Just surround them with shooters. That's all you need to do. I know. And Westbrook is like the complete opposite of that. I know. Like all you need to do is put shooters around him. Shooters. Give him the ball. That's it. He'll find her shooters. That's right. I don't understand. I don't this is I the don't, dumbest roster maker. Especially ever. in this NBA, too, because you're right. You don't even have to run anything on like, offense. Like Mello with him made sense. And totally. It, and that part I was like, sweet. Totally. And I know that they were talking about getting uh um what's his face from the Kings, uh Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like they should have got him. Like Westbrook is just not a good fit. You can't shoot, and you have to be able to shoot in today's NBA. Have to. Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana TV. Sean Rainey in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. I got to get his thoughts on all of this crazy wide receiver action in the NFL. Keep it right here. 
Is Tyreek Hill a good fit in Miami? How much did Christian Kirk just completely screw up the NFL? And more. Keep it right here. NFL Talk on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. May 24th, Kettle House Amphitheater. A little 311 in Missoula. Maybe I'll see you there. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying the jams here on your Thursday. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on your Thursday. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director, cruising with me and you on your way home. Thanks so much for hanging out. We'll be live from Bozeman tomorrow and live from Hamilton next week. Tomorrow, I got to do a uh, car quest trip. Got to go try to retrieve the rig, as it were. And uh, also hit up some Montana State spring ball, some Montana State tennis. And we'll be back at it uh, next week in studio through Thursday. And then next Friday, we'll be coming to you live from Hamilton High School, the University of Montana spring football game. It'll be broadcast here on SWX Montana Television at 6 o'clock. So we'll have Nuanas now from 4 to 6 leading right up to all the action. If you miss anything in the show today, Rainey and I have talked about all sorts of stuff, including Grizz football, Grizz uh, basketball, Big Sky Conference basketball, previews on the American League and National League West, and some NBA. You can find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the advocates as well as Sports Bet Montana. All right, Sean, I only got a couple minutes left, but we've been talking about this the last couple weeks as well. Christian Kirk's 80 plus million dollar contract sent shockwaves across the NFL only because it reset the market for wide receivers cuz Christian Kirk is like a pretty fine player, but it made it so that, you know, DeVonte Adams was probably going to get paid fat in the future. So was Tyree Kill, and D.K. Metcalf's probably in that group as well, and the Seahawks are shopping him right now, but Hill got traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins, and Adams got traded from the Packers to the Raiders. So uh, where are we at with this shockwave? And you mentioned in the uh, when we were off that you thought that uh, the Chiefs made the right move in trading Tyree Kill. Yeah, I do. I, I'm, I'm just in the philosophy where I'm not going to pay wide receivers that much money. Because I think you can find them in the draft. And I'm just the kind of guy that if I were a GM, I would just spend my money, you know, inside moving out. So I'm giving my money to O-line, D-line, corners, 
and you're obviously quarterback. And running backs, wide receivers um, are not where I would spend a lot of my money because, I mean, just look at the the couple drafts of the last couple years. I mean, you could get, I mean, we have Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, right. Brandon Ayuk, Jamar right. Chase, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Chase right. Claypool. Right. It just, it doesn't end. Like, there's so many good, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. Yeah, right, for sure. You know, like all of these guys, like I, so I would just, I, I would not pay a wide receiver, you know, 20 to $30 million a year. I would just rather use that on, on linemen, pass rushers, corners, and use my resources to draft. And as a Chargers fan, I'm worried that the Chiefs were actually pretty smart in this where, I mean, think about it from their perspective. Yeah. They, they drafted Tyreek Hill in the fifth round. For sure. It's true. So they draft the well. Obviously, he would he would have gone in the first. Yeah. But he had issues. But you draft the fifth rounder. You get him for a few years. He does awesome production, and you flip him for a bunch of picks. Well, uh, a conversation to be had later, and I'm sure Sean will be back more often these next couple months. So we'll look forward to that. In the meantime, Nuan is now from Bozeman tomorrow. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. Thanks for listening. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.